All right, welcome back to the LinFit Coaching Podcast. If you're watching this on YouTube, we're hanging out in our new LinFit Coaching Studio, which is basically a room in my house. It's awesome. Uh, we've got the banner behind us. It's fun. Uh, feels pretty legit. But today we're talking about sprint training, the benefits of it, um, and what it, how could it be worth working into your training schedule. So I'm excited to jump into this topic. Got Matt Donovan here with me, man. Uh, we're talking about sprint training. We've been doing some of this recently ourselves, and so we thought it'd be a fun topic to to broach a little bit and talk through the benefits, costs of it. Uh, what what is it? Why is it worth putting into our training program? So, what are your initial thoughts on it? Yeah, at first I think <clears throat> it's something that we've all done, like growing up, especially as kids, like sprint everywhere right you know <laughs> yeah. there's no like middle ground like you just go for it yeah um and you'll see kids that have excellent mobility they're continuously getting faster mm-hmm. um growing and i think that as we get older there's there's a lot of things that we stop doing like sprinting or mm-hmm. um we kind of just take the easy way out which mm-hmm. um on a lot of our movement patterns and um so i think my first thought is just that um incorporating a little bit of sprinting and using those different um those different muscle patterns um, and those mobility demands that it takes is going to just increase your athletic longevity, um, mm-hmm. help you stay healthy for the long term. So, and I know that's one of um, your big goals um, oh, yeah. for your fitness. Um, and so um, I think that, yeah, just incorporating it is a huge help for that. Yeah. I mean, as a strength conditioning coach, uh, that the field itself is like heavily dependent on demonstration and part of like earning an athlete's respect is uh, being able to show them how it's done sometimes. Uh, certain athletes need that. But uh, yeah, I hope that I can be doing that into old age. But <clears throat> I feel like we can talk about a few different things with sprint training. It does have its benefits. It also has some of its costs. Uh, but let's talk about the benefits first. Uh, as far as how can sprint training help us with our strength and power and athleticism? Because... Uh, majority of sports have what are called explosive efforts and that looks different from sport to sport but it's basically where you need to move quickly or change direction quickly um, for a short amount of time mm-hmm. and so how does sprint training help with that performance side of things yeah i think um for one just training yourself to be able to give that maximum amount of effort yeah. um, being able to actually put in everything you have into a one rep max for whatever lift it is or whether it's a vertical jump or anything like that. Um, sprint training is going to just help your general ability to actually use all the muscles required to do that um, because performing a max really is a skill mm. um, just like anything else. It's not only about the strength you have. Um, it's about making sure you can actually use everything that's there. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. It's called motor unit recruitment. Are you able to, you know, from your brain to your legs, are you able to recruit all of the muscle fibers that you have available? Uh, And that takes training. You have to practice putting that kind of effort into it because your body only uses what is necessary. Um, 
it's only going to use the amount of muscle fibers it needs to achieve what's being asked of it. Um, and so if you're never doing a maximal effort type exercise, um, then you're never going to use all those, which means you're only going to lose uh, what you have over time. If you don't use it, you lose it. And that's why uh, our muscles can atrophy over time. Um, that's part of it. But yeah, I think it's fascinating because my, my sprint training can actually benefit my strength training. In a lot of ways, it can help me reach the next level of my strength training if I'm not doing it all right now. So if I add sprint training into a strength training cycle or if I'm trying to, you know, a power development cycle, um, I might hit a new PR that I never knew I could get just because I'm adding in some max effort sprints um, into my regimen. And, uh, and it's also can be a little bit lower impact than loading a ton of weight on your back. So. Right. Yeah, also I think a lot, one of the benefits is um, being able to do like quite a bit of work in a little bit of time without just the constant pounding of um, say like long state steady cardio mm. um, of jogging and you're going to be able to um, basically do like a hit type workout um, mm. where you're at high intervals for certain amounts of time and um, be able to burn calories quickly that way um, without you know running for 30 40 minutes or um, just slugging a, slugging along on a treadmill um, which I don't think too many people really enjoy um, <laughs> and so I think that's a great alternative to to do that yeah that's true like if you're looking to uh you know maximize the limited time that you have uh sprint training can be useful well, you do make you have to make sure you warm up properly for it because if you jump into a max effort sprint uh without warming up then you might hurt yourself but especially if you haven't done them for a while yeah if you're uh, you know if you're like us and you recently started sprinting you haven't really sprinted <laughs> too much since maybe your high school days then <laughs> make sure you warm up a little extra that first time and, yeah yeah uh, prioritize recovery yeah for sure but um it your sprint training can look uh, a little bit different in, if you're looking for a cardiovascular benefit that's an interesting topic um you know can you get the heart benefits you know if we're all looking to prevent heart disease down the road have a healthier longevity of life to prevent chronic disease sprint training can be used for that um there's been plenty of studies that have shown that anaerobic exercise you know if done with you know limited rest in between exercise intervals get can get you the same cardiovascular effect as long steady state exercise but also has an added effect of increasing your strength and power um, and it's just faster to get it done you know for some people it, it just works better uh, for but um, I think it's interesting you bring up the point of like, does sprint training beat you up more or less than long steady state? Or is it just different? I think uh, if you're just starting out into it, it'll feel like it's a lot more mm -hmm. because it is different. Um, I think as far as like impact on your joints, whether it's your knees or ankles or hips, um, I feel like it would be less than a long state steady cardio because it's not as repetitive, uh, not as many reps and um, hits on those joints. Um, but I know the first few times that we started sprinting is a lot of tightness in the hips, a lot of just different, you know, little things to work out and make sure. Um, and so I think 
I don't know. It probably varies person to person what your trains looked like previously. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah. Yeah, I think you're right. Like it's it's just different. It's a different sort of stimulus. But you you made a point earlier that it can help with your mobility um, because when you sprint, you're forced to take long strides. You're forced to raise your knee up high if you're if you're really working on a good running technique. Um, you're forced to pull the ground as far back as you can with every stride. Whereas in a steady steady state run, if you're really trying to work on that run technique. You're gonna have shorter strides. You're gonna try not to strike your heel so you don't bang up your joints a lot. Um, and so they, they both kind of beat you up in a different way. If you're doing a lot of speed and agility training where you're stopping and going a lot, that can have more force applied on your joints. Um, and so if you're just doing some runs in a straight line and gradually slowing down, it could be lower impact. Um, but uh, it's just different. You know, mm-hmm. and so I feel like in sprint training, you might get a lot more muscular fatigue or muscular burn. Like we were doing some sprints, uh, even just this morning, and uh, we were both bent over, like, oh my goodness, my legs are on fire. <laughs> um, and, but with uh, with the long distance, it's just like, oh, my lungs burn because I've just been breathing hard for a long time, right? And my maybe uh, my joints are starting to feel a little bit like my hips are starting to get tight just from pounding them or something like that. So it's just different. It's different for everyone. And so it does bring the fact of like, yeah, work on your running technique and whatever type of running you're doing. Uh, But focusing more on the sprint training, um, how does it benefit you into old age? I think, uh, yeah, just being able to move like we talked about, being able to continuously, um, I mean, for one, I think just pushing yourself to something that you don't normally do um, being able to continuously do that into old age, um, to continuously challenge yourself, not only challenges your mind and can keeps you like fresh and, mm-hmm. um, but also just challenges your body to like, okay, we're not only losing muscle. Like we need to try to maintain as much as we can. Mm-hmm. Um, and that's really a lot of the struggle into old age is seeing how well you can maintain that muscle. Mm-hmm. And so adding in sprint training can be a way that, um, you know, if resistance training is difficult, um, if you're not able to either don't have access or just not able to do some resistance training, sprint training can be a way to maintain that muscle mass. Yeah, I think it's a fascinating study. And I mean, I don't think I'm fully concluded on some of this myself. If you're a professor listening to this, I'd love to hear some of your uh, inputs on it. Um, but yeah, it, it did because you're doing more motor unit recruitment, you're recruiting all of those different muscle fibers, you're doing that max effort, it is stimulating your body to maintain its lean mass. More than, you know, you don't find elite runners having large muscles. <laughs> uh, the most elite runners, like distance runners around the world, are, are pretty, uh, pretty lean folks. You know, they don't have a lot of, uh, I mean, they're just not very large people. <laughs> and uh, maybe that's what you're going for. But for if you're trying to maintain your strength and functionality into old age, um, using those muscle fibers to their maximum ability, doing some type of resistance training, adding that at least at a minimal amount a couple of days a week into your regimen um, is going to be super beneficial for your functionality into old age. And I think it it's a fascinating study for me because... There is research showing that your muscle fibers change as you get older in the sense that you, there's two different uh, 
muscle fiber is there's the fast twitch and the slow twitch and then there's sort of a hybrid that's a little bit more fast twitch but it's not quite as resistant to aerobic exercise um but you uh you tend to those fast twitch muscle fibers tend to change to that hybrid as you get older so you're not able to be as explosive but i think part of me always questions like why is that is that because that's just naturally how our bodies age or is it because our lifestyle just changes as we get older? We tend to not play sports as much. We tend to not do sprint training. We tend to do uh, less um, like difficult resistance training. You know, we're not trying to maintain that. We tend to get into more like the steady state stuff. Like we just don't have the mental fortitude <laughs> to do the hard stuff as often as we get older. Or you know, life circumstances happen. You're just not training as much. Period. And so are we losing that ability to be powerful and fast uh, simply because we're not training it, our lifestyle changes, we become more sedentary, we're doing more distance related stuff? Um, Or is it some of both, you know? Are you, is it going to decline no matter what, which I think is true, um, but can you delay that by continuing to do some sprints, make sure as you get older, you're warming up and you're cooling down, you're working on mobility and recovery in between a lot more than, you know, the 15 year old who's invincible. Um, (laughs) But uh, yeah, I think it's an interesting question. What do you think about that? I think, uh, I don't know. I think it's an interesting question for sure. Um, But one that I think, yeah, you'd have to have a long-term study studying that like, You'd have to have a control group of just the normal folks who do less and less, and then you'd have to have the people who are continuing to do some kind of sprinting or significantly challenging resistance training into old age. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. So, but those studies are hard to find, right? Yeah. They're hard to fund and keep going, right? Um, fascinating stuff. So, like you talked about earlier, maybe adding it in a couple days a week, um, and that's something that we're doing right now, but. Is that, would you say somebody could get in maybe one day a week or more than two? Um, Where's like the optimal range um, for somebody that wants to incorporate sprint training? Uh, that's interesting. It kind of depends on where you're starting. Um, if, uh, if you're already playing sports a lot, like let's say you play basketball recreationally or you go out and play soccer or football. Um, and uh, so you're already sprinting so you may not need to do much focused sprinting sessions outside of that maybe just one outside of that is enough to improve your recreational sport that you're doing um if uh if you're going from zero just do it once and let yourself recover and then add make it a couple days a week um but it kind of depends on what your goals are um if you're trying to get super strong um and uh, you're trying to be a power athlete, you probably don't need more than one or two a week that's gonna benefit your strength and your power, but you also don't wanna do too much to where it takes away from your training. Mm -hmm. Uh, And uh, if it's a weakness that you're trying to work on, like you're you're an endurance freak, uh, but you're just not very powerful, then I would cut back on your endurance workouts, your endurance runs and whatnot, uh, and do some focus three days a week, you know, either do three sprint sessions a week or do a, two sprint sessions a week with a significant resistance training, weight training, uh, workout. So you can do kind of some of both, but, uh, 
And if you're into more of an explosive sport, you need to be having some kind of sprinting going on um, multiple days a week, you know, four to five days a week to maintain that sport performance. Um, and that's part of the cost of being in a, a sport. If you want to stay at the top level or keep increasing your level, like you got to manage your sprints and um, manage that training to maintain that specific performance that you want to have. Mm-hmm. So you talked a little bit about maybe like some of the cons. So whether that's maybe taking away from your other training that you really enjoy um, or just like increased time in recovery. You have to really make sure that you're recovering well if you want to get the most out of these um, sprint sessions. Mm-hmm. Um, other than maybe those two things or you can expand on them, is there anything that you'd say is like a major con of um, incorporating sprint training? Yeah, I mean, uh, you are going to get more sore from sprint training. So like from long endurance, uh, you just deal with stiffness and more like joint inflammation. Whereas uh, sprint training, you're going to get sore. Um, it's like doing a high volume workout. You're just like, whoa, my, my hips and my hamstrings. Like sometimes even your core is really sore, you know, because you're just doing that kind of max effort. Um, because your core has to actively be helping with your breathing, your posture and everything. So, um, but I think sometimes the deceleration, if you haven't trained that a lot, like for example, if you struggle to maintain posture in a lift, um, then sprint training could beat you up, not in the sense of uh, as you speed up and you're sprinting, but as you slow down and try to stop yourself, you could beat yourself up a little bit. You might be a little bit more sore in your joints. And so with that, you probably want to work on both the strength training, being able to lower that weight under control, slow yourself down under control, and you know, work on the technique of how do you slow yourself down? You're not going to slow yourself down with straight legs and smashing your feet into the ground. You, you want to like brace yourself with every step as you slow down after a sprint. Um, and if you're doing speed and agility, there is uh, some cons with that where... Uh, I mean, you got to be super warmed up. You got to make sure you're wearing good shoes. You got to make sure you're on a safe surface. It's not slippery uh, because you can put yourself at a little risk for injury if you're not taking care of all those things. If you're slipping, you could injure yourself. Um, and if you're doing a ton of speed and agility, which is back and forth, changing direction a lot, um, then that can do some wear and tear on your knees, your joints, your ankles, and everything. Um, which is part of it, but that is um, like in the coaching that we do with performance athletes, we really work on the technique of changing direction. There's yes, there is a technique to that. Mm-hmm. Uh, if you're just kind of throwing your body around, yes, you will get beat up. But if you work on how you do it, then you can preserve yourself and, and feel good. Right. I think, yeah, there's just a lot of little things that <laughs> most people wouldn't. I mean, I, w- I wouldn't think of unless, you know, I've been taught them. So there's a lot of details. You don't think about it, but yeah. it's just running, right? But yeah, there's a lot. Yeah. So let's talk about like, what is sprint training? Like, what do I even do for a sprint workout, right? Um, usually it's going to be relatively short, like 20 minutes max, right? Um, unless you're like a track and field athlete and you're doing like a full two hour workout, you know, but that's like super specified. Um, but typically for a sprint, um, you're, you're going to be relatively short time domain with a lot of rest in between. And so, but it depends on what you're trying to do with the workout. So if you're really trying to increase your speed, you're going to want to have, uh, if it's a, uh, 
you're really working on speed only, you're gonna have a, like a one to five or greater work rest ratio. So if it takes me 15 seconds to run the sprint, then I gotta be resting for over a minute before I even think about setting up for that next sprint. Um, so it's gonna be up to like two minutes, you know? But if you're really, like if, for if you're uh, like a track and field athlete and you're running the 100 or 200, you're gonna be taking like a five to seven minute rest between your efforts because you wanna maximize the speed you're able to give to every attempt. Um, but for us average folks, you know, if we're trying to get a little bit of a cardio workout um, out of it and uh, we're, we would just decrease the rest. And so, yes, we're going to slow down as we go because we're not getting a full recovery, but we're still giving our maximum effort. Mm -hmm. um, so you're going to want to have, if you're working on more strength, you want to have to deal with the rest a little bit, then you're going to have, you know, like a 60 to 60 to 90 second rest. Um, in between your efforts, if it's a short sprint, like 30 seconds or less. Um, and then uh, if you're just in like a really short sprint, like talking like 10 to 40 meters, like you could potentially do less rest um, of, you know, 30 to 45 seconds in between. So you have a little bit more of a cardio effect with that. Um, but you just kind of, you kind of play with the volume, see what works. You know, you might start with, you know, just five sprints. You might work up to 10. You might change your distances in between. Like today we did a ladder or we did uh, some shuttle sprints where we did uh, just like a 22. We pretended like it was a cricket pitch, you know? So um, it's like 22 meters. So we did shuttle sprints. You sprint down and you sprint back. So it ends up being 44 meters total. So you do one shuttle sprint, and then we did two, and then we did three, and then we did four, and then we went back down. Um, and so our rest had to increase uh, as we did more because we would have been totally wrecked if we didn't. <laughs> but uh, yeah, so that's part of the conditioning of it. Um, but knowing what you need to prioritize, you can work with how long you need to rest. So that means you, it's helpful to have a watch with you so you can see the timer and everything, so you can kind of control that. You don't want to just like sort of catch your breath and then go for another one because then it might beat you up a little more. Right. Absolutely. Yeah. So this is an interesting topic, but you know, you can play with it, play with the distances, see what you have available in the space around you. Uh, but understand that, you know, sprint training is a really valuable thing that you could add into your, your conditioning, add into your workout program. If you're not doing it at all, we encourage you to give it a shot. Uh, but make sure you, you warm up super well. You can visit our YouTube page for some run warm-ups and everything. Make sure you're fully prepared to jump into a uh, running workout, a sprint workout. Um, but feel free to check us out, guys. We, we're trying to put good information out there, uh, stuff that's helpful and beneficial for you. Um, but also, we're really ramping up to be able to take more online clients for this. And so um, check out our newly updated website at linfit.com. Uh, we're pretty excited about it. We're going to be putting more and more content. We've got this studio ready. If you're watching this on YouTube, we're going to be putting more stuff on YouTube with the LinFit banner behind us. Uh, but we'll be putting out more po podcast content. So thanks for tuning in to get today, guys. We'll catch you on the next one.